Some promising signs of slowing inflation, plus have you set your New Year's resolutions? We'll look at financial goals for 2023 that you can actually accomplish and keep. Your Mach 1 Market Moment starts now. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, episode 135. I'm Lee Mackey, here with Matt Walters. Some good news over the last several days, with more signs of inflation easing up. The new jobs report released on Friday shows the Fed's rate hikes appear to be accomplishing their goal of slowing the economy. Take a listen. So Friday's report was really quite excellent. Um, I think it was that Goldilocks place we want to be. We're continuing to see jobs being added across the economy. That's good for American families, good for American workers. But at the same time, we've seen that pace of job creation slow, but down to a steady pace that is more sustainable. On top of this, we've also seen uh, wages start to um, you know, continue to see wage growth, but at a more sustainable pace. So all of that is getting to the kind of labor market that we can sustain over time that is continuing to build on the gains that workers have seen over the past couple of years. So some key observations from the jobs report. 223,000 non-farm payroll jobs were added, slightly higher than expected. Hourly wages increased 0.3% from last month, less than the 0.4% many economists expected. And wages increased 4.6% from last year, again, a little less than the 5% that economists were expecting. A few other notes, new new survey shows consumers expecting inflation to be at 5% in one year. That's down from 0.2% from last month. Consumer expectations are playing a larger role in the longevity of high inflation. In addition, consumer confidence in the housing market is also rising. A new survey shows consumers expect overheated home prices to fall over the next 12 months as well as mortgage rate. Matt, before we... Uh, dive into new year's resolutions you know we ended the year you know with high inflation rates were high stock markets were down bond markets down you know what are, what are you kind of seeing thinking as we head into 2023 yeah i mean things things feel like they're just more normal and i don't know it's because everybody's gotten used to things costing more and it's just because we've grown accustomed to the new norm maybe but it does feel like um Prices, inflation, some of those things aren't as um, worrisome moving forward. You know, it's not as fearful. I'm not as fearful from a, you know, man, how, how crazy are groceries going to get? How high is gas going to get? Like some of that subsided. Um, <clears throat> so I feel pretty positive going into the new year. You know, there's always that like black swan risk that, that that's out there. But I think everything that we can see that we know about today um, I think it's easier to be more optimistic today than it was six months ago. You know, and I agree. And I think back to where we were a year ago, you know, January of 22, 
we knew that the Fed was going to raise rates, but at that time we were probably thinking, you know, maybe a hundred basis points, you know, maybe on the far end, 150. Um, I think at that time we had no clue what inflation really was getting ready to, to show. Um, you know, we're in kind of a situation where good news is bad news and bad news can be good news. Um, you know, we, we want to see the unemployment rate actually go up. You know, Chairman Powell has made no secret about the fact he'd love to see unemployment rate in the four and a half to five percent, which means there's going to be layoffs, you know, occur. People are going to slow their hiring. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of like you. I think we're all kind of getting accustomed to it. Um, you know, the Fed, one thing that they have done a good job of is, you know, telegraphing. You know, rates are going to stay high for a longer period of time. Um, I, I don't know what that means. I don't think anybody does. But I, I think that, you know, th this mentality of, oh, we've got a few more rate hikes and then they're going to immediately start lowering rates. I, I think that's off the table. Um, what, your, your yeah. Thoughts? I mean, you just look at like start looking at some of the I think we all got spoiled over the last decade or so trying to and naturally i mean it makes sense but naturally setting like a new normal of what things might look like forever but you look at like a longer time horizon i mean rates are much closer now to a long-term average versus where they were the last 10 years and so yes rates are quote-unquote high but only relative to where they were the past decade you look at you know over the last 50 years i mean they're pretty normal. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I think we could be here a while and I don't see any reason why they need to come in and start cutting them at the first sign of some trouble. I mean, I would like to see them like leave that ammunition there and ready and available for really like a major, major event. Um, and hopefully they learn their lesson. Mm -hmm. I think that's what kind of spooked the Fed earlier this year is, you know, we weren't in a recession inflation was was getting out you know was coming down the pipe we we all saw it and we're in a pretty bad spot right if we would have tipped into a recession and economically things would have gotten ugly a year ago we would have had n not much to do right i mean mm -hmm. the rates were at zero and so we would have had nowhere to go and so i don't think we want to get caught there again if we can avoid it and yeah. so i would like them to i w personally would like to see them keep rates a little bit higher for longer even if that means means things slow down a little bit, just because that's one of our biggest, um, you know, levers that we can pull if if and when we need to in the future. So you know, I was listening to a podcast a week or so ago, and a guy was talking about, I think it was Tom Lee. He's on CNBC yeah. a lot, so he was talking about how what you know consensus, right? And we always talk about inflation. It's kind of self fulfilling. Like if people expect prices to go up, they're going to go out and spend now. They're going to drive prices up. You know, decreasing supply and all this stuff increasing demand. And so he was talking about um, consumer sentiment and expectations and kind of consensus and all of that and how, you know, we ended last year coming off of a really hot market. And the consensus was like 4,800 on the S&P the end of last year. We ended this past year, 2022. So when I say last year, I mean 2021. Right. We in this past year, 2022, consensus is probably going to go into a recession, going to be a tough year for the market, you know, and the market's maybe down slightly, flat down slightly, you know, minimal growth. And consensus is just a good reminder. Consensus isn't always right. Correct. We ended last year. Everything seemed fine from a market perspective. Um, and it was blue skies ahead. And it's been one of the toughest years in the market that yeah. we've had in a long time. And so we don't want to look at this coming year, 2023, through the lens of only 2022, mm -hmm. right? And so 
I'm pretty positive, optimistic about what 2023 could look like. I think there's still some um, some things ahead of us. You know, Howard Marks called it a sea change, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he considers this, what we just went through with rate hikes, one of the three sea changes, as he to use his words, that he's lived through. And so I think... Norm, like like any other situation, you know, higher rates impacts asset values. And so we're going to just kind of live through that for the next 12 months. But um, I do think what they've done thus far has worked, and we've started to see that. Yeah. You know, and one thing that, you know, clients who come into our offices want to know is, you know, what is the market going to do? You know, how does the market react to the higher inflation or higher rates? You know, we don't know what the markets are going to do, um, but markets can go up in periods of higher rates, just like they can go down in periods of low rates. So, you know, just because we're sitting here saying that we do expect inflation to be higher for a while, we expect rates to be higher for a while, that does not mean that the stock market cannot go higher. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I am in agreement with you in that. I think a lot of the negatives that we needed to get out of the way are behind us. Um, but I do believe that the next, you know, the next quarter, two maybe, um, the markets are still going to try to figure things out. And then once they do, you know, I'm like you, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. And the, the good thing about, I think the, the bubbles that needed to burst have. Yes. 2022 took care of that. Right. And yeah. so you look at, I mean, you can kind of go down the list of several different asset classes that, that were truly in a very clear bubble. Um, and those had a horrible, yeah. horrible 2022, yeah. much, much worse than just the, S&P 500 or the Dow or the NASDAQ, right? And so I think that's all good. And I don't go into next year looking at any specific asset class that has this really frothy looking bubble that that could burst at any moment, right? So If you had your entire portfolio invested in companies that did well in COVID, <laughs> yeah. you may have taken it on the chin yeah. last year for sure. All right. So here's a question for you, Matt. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Yes. You do? Yeah. All right. Do you keep them? No. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that the majority of our audience probably can can say the same thing. Inflation has hit us all pretty hard. A survey from Fidelity shows that 37% of Americans say they're in a worse financial position this year than they were last year. But many expect things to get better. And the new year is always a great time to set those financial resolutions. But just like any resolution, like going to the gym, it's easy to start out strong, but lose your way before we've even made it to February. So today we're talking about financial resolutions that you can actually keep. Um, you know, I mentioned um, last week um, in a in a news story that we did, um, you know, resolutions can kind of be viewed like a map, a road map. Um, you know, just like right now, every gym in Northwest Arkansas is probably full of people trying to get rid of the, the weight they gained over the holidays and getting ready for the spring and summer season, um, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing, you know, on a financial side. So here's a few resolutions um, that I thought we'd bring up today. But the thing about these is that I think these are ones that we all can, can maybe have a better chance of keeping. Number one, review your long-term financial plan. I would add to that, review your financial plan and your estate plan. Um, if you don't have either, now's a, a good time to do that. Um, number two, set short-term goals to keep yourself motivated. People who go to the gym oftentimes have long-term goals for their fitness, 
but also set milestones such as someone wanting to bench press 200 pounds might first set a short-term goal of benching 100, then 125 or 150. Um, a runner might have a long-term goal of a six-minute mile, but initially set a short-term goal of a nine-minute mile. So set short-term goals rather than something way off into the future. And on that on that note, um, kind of along those lines, me, you, and David were talking earlier this morning, and David used the, I forget, is it Maxwell or somebody, he quoted somebody, and it's like most people overestimate what they can achieve in one year and underestimate what they can achieve in three. That's correct. Right? And so just keeping that, being honest with yourself about what's achievable in the mm-hmm. short term, but then not being scared to dream big, you know, further out. Um, resolution number three, get started investing. Um, it might be scary to think about starting investing right now when things seem to be kind of haywire, but now is probably the best time to get started. But number three, get started investing. Number four, earn your employer match. Those of you who are out there listening that work for companies that have 401k plans and your employer matches, take advantage of it. It's free money. And so the one thing that I would recommend is if you're not participating in a plan, do so. If you're participating in a plan but not taking full advantage of the employer match, take advantage of that. If you work for a company or if if you work for a company that has a plan and you're not, then get started. Number uh, one, two, three, four. Number five. Be smarter with your cash. Um, For the last many years, about as long as I can remember, you know, cash in the bank hardly pays anything. So if you're out there and you're holding on to a lot of cash, there are good viable alternatives now um, to that. So be smart with your cash. Stay the course. Boy, how many times have we said that over the last year? In a market like we're in, what seems like every month is another down month. Right. Stay the course. Um, don't deviate from your long-term plan. Start an HSA, put in a state plan in place, especially if you have children. You know, sometimes we'll have clients come in that, you know, don't have a taxable estate. You know, their, their, their estate is not a large one, but they have minor children. They may have a special needs child. You know, it's, it's, it's very important to meet with an attorney, meet with a planner to set up an estate, an estate plan. You know, here, these are some resolutions that, you know, I think make sense. Um, but I saw something last week that I think um, makes even more sense. How to set attainable financial goals. Real quickly, number one, set SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. The S is specific. M is measurable. A is achievable. R is realistic. And T is timely. Set SMART goals. Number two, focus on the short term. Number three, track your progress. And then number four, which I think is maybe one of the most important ways, is to find somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, I know here at the office we kind of do that amongst ourselves. but um, And, as, me, and me and you, we just started the year. We both hired coaches. Yes. Right, so, starting the year out. So. You know, holding yourself accountable. Find somebody you can that you trust that will, you know, that will kind of hold your feet to the fire as we begin this new year. Um, but I'm like you. I set them. By March, they've typically gone by the wayside. But um, have you heard the Harvard study of I've I remember hearing this for years and I have no idea if it's true or not, but it's a good story. So it's the it's the Harvard study that they did with um, a graduating class from like Harvard graduate school or something like that. And they had a reunion. It was like their 15 year reunion, had everybody back and they did a survey of everybody. And, you know, they asked the question of like, who has goals, who has goals and wrote those goals down and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
And I think it was like three per of the people in the graduating class, and I'm going to butcher this, but it was something like 3% of the people had goals and wrote those down on a regular basis, and they were worth more than the other 97% combined. Oh, wow. And something along those lines. And it just kind of goes to reiterate the power of having goals, but even kind of more importantly, like writing those goals, that goals down regularly to remind yourself, right, Um you know, I know one of the things that David does here is, you know, we have goals and he writes them in a notebook, yeah. you know, something that you can open up on a daily basis and see, and that will remind you on a daily basis. These are my goals for this year. And and guys, they, they don't have to be large. They don't have to be huge, but baby steps. Um, Moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add? No, today? I think it'll be a good year. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on, you know, at the firm, a lot of exciting stuff going on and. Um, you know, people's lives that work here and their clients. And uh, I think um, it'll be interesting. It's always interesting starting the year. And I always kind of look at it like, man, I wonder what we're going to be saying 12 months from now as Mm -hmm. we look back on 2023. But it's exciting. A new year, a lot of stuff going on, a lot to be excited about. Um, You know, good times don't last forever and neither do bad. So That's correct. Well, we're nine days in and Matt and I wish everybody a very happy new year. we, we hope that uh, your re- resolutions um, are met and your dreams come true this year. We always like to end our podcast with a thought of the day. Today's quote is, Most good resolutions start too late and end too soon. That was a quote by Arnold Glassow, an American businessman. We want to thank you for joining us on this week's Mach 1 Market Moment. Until next time, have a great week. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit mach1financial.com disclosures.